Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. I need them second and third service, though, to help me out. But yeah, so I'm walking through, and these two young men stop me, and they're selling products for shoes and all this kind of stuff. And and at first, I'm like, I don't need that. And then they're like, they're trying to sell me, and they're like going out of their way to walk with me. And I'm just thinking, okay, I'll listen to their spiel if they listen to my spiel. (laughs) So I'm like, this is it, okay. So they gave me the whole spiel, why I need to buy this, the best product, and this, this, all that, and then they, they put some on my shoes, and they're doing this with my shoes, and I'm just watching them, and this and that, and I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, please open a door, these guys need you, I could tell, oh, Lord, please open a door, and, and I'm listening, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 do you want to buy some, I'm thinking how much, and they told me how much, and I'm like, okay, it's worth it for their souls, yes, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> and they were even, I think they were shocked, they were, you want to buy it? I said, yeah, let's, let's go ahead, let's go ahead, yeah, the shoes look good, that's great. And, so they're buying in, so make sure everything's done. And they and I said, okay, and then I just started sharing Jesus. And it's so, do you realize when you bring up the, the J word, what happens to people, you could usually tell right away where they're at. I mean, it doesn't take but a second. I, I use the J word, one guy's like. <laughs> and he's like, he just, he couldn't get away from me fast enough. The other guy's like drawn towards me. He goes, well, what do you mean? And I says, well, just, you know, just like to share the God. Have you heard the gospel? And he says, well, what does that mean? And I says, well, the gospel, and I explain, you know, Christ died for our sins. And so I explain, he goes, well, I read the Bible. And I go, that's awesome. I said, on your own? He goes, yeah. He goes, I've been reading the Bible and stuff. And I said, great. And so now he's quoting scripture to me, lots of scripture. The kid, the kid had a great memory, all kinds of scripture, but he's taking it all out of context. He's like, well, Job was perfect in his day. God wants us all to be perfect. And I says, well, we can't be perfect without Jesus. And so that word, and we just kind of broke all that up. But he kept asking. I didn't even realize. My wife said I was with him for an hour. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm sharing with him, and he's asking me questions, going back and forth, and got to pray. I wish I said he prayed to receive the Lord, but a lot of seeds were planted there, and God was working in a powerful way. And the whole time, every once I glanced over the other guy, he couldn't even look at us. He's like, ah. Sir, just because we're talking about the Bible and Jesus, he was so stirred, he couldn't even handle it. And he's laughing, he was uncomfortable, he, couldn't, he didn't even want to get close to us, and he's looking at his friend like, really? Every once in a while, I'd see him like, come on, get away from this guy, you know? It's like, and the kid, the, listen, God showed up. That's what we're called to do. Even my brother-in-law, he told Kevin, he, he's like, yeah, he goes, he was he's giving him like, a, like it was a sport thing. He's giving him, she says, yeah, I've been watching. This guy's not really paying attention. The other guy's really into it, asking a lot of questions. And he's like, I was like, that is so great. Jesus Christ, I believe, can come at any time. I know there's some in this room have a different theology, but I believe that the trumpet could sound at any time. Whatever your theology is, there is a heaven and there is a hell. I hope and pray you know that. Those that trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and repent of their sins and accept the free gift of salvation will have rest forever. Those that reject it will be punished. You might say, that's not fair. Well, you argue with God. That's his word. Actually, I believe it's very fair. None of us deserve grace. None of us deserve eternal life, but he gives it to every one of us. But you have your free will to choose. Choose this day who will you serve. I'm making the choice every day. I'm going to seek the Lord. I want him to rule over me. 
But guys, the, the, the thing is, if this is true, which it is true, I pray that this message stirs us up in a good way. Don't worry about what people think of you. Don't worry about if they get mad at you. I'm not telling you to be obnoxious, but I am telling you, pray and ask the Lord, be filled with the Holy Spirit and, 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 and share the good news of the gospel with the people he's called you to. They need to hear the truth. Amen? Paul the Apostle tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.20, says, now then, we are what? For who? Do you know you're an ambassador for Christ? You, you represent Christ on the earth? You're an ambassador for Christ. You and I are ambassadors of Christ. But listen to what it says, as though God were pleading through us. When you spend time, you pray for people that are not born of the Holy Spirit, guess what? God starts stirring inside of your heart a love for the lost. And not only that, you open your mouth and God, it's like he's imploring. He's, he's speaking through us. Why? Because he loves those people that you're talking to. He pleads through us. Why? Because he realizes that if they don't turn, there's destruction. And it's, it's his will that no one should perish. He did not create hell for, for mankind. He created it for, the, for Satan in the demonic realm. But those that reject the gospel will go to this place. It's real. I don't care what church you went to. It's like, well, the pastor at the other church says that hell's not a real place. <laughs> well, yeah, the pastor at the other church is not interpreting scripture with scripture. Hell is a real place. And we just read flames of fire, torment. God does not want one human being to go there. But the only way out is through Jesus Christ. And we have the truth. We know the truth. We're his ambassadors, reconciling people back to God. For he made him who knew no sin. So, I'm sorry, back to here. We implore you on Christ's behalf. This is what we're to do. I implore people to be reconciled to who? So we're called to, to tell people, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Your sin separates you, but guess what? Jesus was a sin offering. He paid the price. All you need to do is believe that, receive that, and you too can have eternal life. It's that simple. I implore you. I beg you. Turn away from sin. Turn away from this world. God has a much better plan for what he's called you to do. Everything about you is different. All you need to do is turn to him. Repent of your sins. It goes on, for he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the what? Righteousness. Righteousness of God in him. In who? In Jesus. I'm a sinner. My sin separates me from God. Christ died for that sin. He took the penalty. I give him my sin at the cross, and he gives me his righteousness, and he seals me for all eternity. When you really think through that, you, you would think, why would anybody reject that? Can I give you the answer? They love their sin. You ever talk to an atheist and say, I don't believe in God. And you talk to them for a while, yeah, they believe in God. They just don't want to abide by his rules. And you really have a deep conversation with any, uh, every atheist I've ever talked to, you really spend time with an atheist and say, I don't believe in God. Well, then you find out, no, they're mad at God. And I'm like, well, why are you mad at someone you don't believe in? Seriously, I've had conversations with atheists before. And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm this. And if God's this, and why is he? And like, wait, 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 wait a second. I thought you said you didn't believe in him. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament show his handiwork. Creation itself cries out to mankind, there is a God. There is a God. Deep down they know there's a God. But many people love their sin and they don't want to turn from their sin. But God has freedom for them. And God wants to use you in that process. Amen? 
Okay, so Paul the Apostle said to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 9, 16, this is Paul says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. That's so good when you realize, when you preach the gospel, you've got nothing to boast of in yourself. Beware of somebody's boasting in themselves like they're something great because that's the boast should be in the cross. So Paul the Apostle says, I have nothing to boast of. For, for, necessity, for necessity is laid upon me, yes. Woe to me if I do not preach what? Paul the Apostle says, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Paul the Apostle risked his life to preach the gospel. He was put in prison. He was beaten. For what? For preaching the gospel. If we really believe this, that there is a heaven and a hell, that should change the way we communicate with people, amen? In Ezekiel, and God's been kind of prompting my heart quite a bit lately with Ezekiel 33 regarding the watchman on the wall. So Ezekiel 33, one says, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, when I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land take a man from their territory, make him their, can we say that word? Watchmen, do you know they were called watchmen, if you will, to sound the alarm? So if the sword is coming, I believe, listen, I believe judgment possibly could be coming to the earth very soon. I believe that. And we're going to look at some things why I believe that. But we're called to be watchmen, right? And it says when he sees the sword coming. So the watchman on the wall, he's up there on the wall. He's looking, he's watching out. Hopefully he's not taking naps and then he wakes up. But if he sees like the enemy coming, he's to sound the alarm. Danger. Danger's coming right? And when they see the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, guess what? Then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, the blood shall be on his own head. It's his, either the warning goes out, then it's up to them. Blood's off your hands. You're like, I told you, I keep telling you that this is happening. And so that's what's, what, what we're supposed to do. Then it says, verse 5, he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning, and his blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save what? His life. The sons of Ishakar. I love this passage in, in 1 Chronicles 12. It says the sons of Ishakar, it says they had an understanding of the what? My question, do you have an understanding of the times that we're living in? Actually, I'm very excited about the times that we're living in right now. The sons of Ishakar, they understood the times that they were living in, right? To know what Israel ought to do. We know what to do. Christ could come at any time. We know the times that we're living in. You might say, well, pastor, do you believe that we have any signs of the, that we're in the end? Do I need to even explain all that? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe we're living towards the end, or if not the end times? Well, there's things like this going on. Elon Musk thinks we're living in the end times. Musk, like in Sam Smith's uh, Grammy performance to apoc up the apocalypse. That's end times, that's what he looks at, right? Did you, how many saw, I don't know if to say if I wanted to show your hands if you saw the Grammys, but how many saw this at least? Can you show your hand if you saw this satanic worship? Matter of fact, uh, so this was a satanic performance that this Sam Smith did. I mean, it was just all surrounded by, it's just evil, demonic. Uh, transgenders all around and just per very perverted and all. So, I mean, this picture kind of shows you how that looked, but I didn't show the other pictures because it was kind of too much. But it's Sam Smith, right? It says, so he puts out on his, his uh, tw tweet, he tweets, this is going to be special, right? CBS says, you can say that again, we're ready to worship. <laughs> CBS, we're ready to worship? Where were the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's? 
I saw after the performance, everybody stood up and clapped. I can tell you if I was there, I'd probably say, no, I'm not gonna clap to that. I'm not gonna bow down to that. I'm gonna make a stand. But we didn't hear about anybody doing that. Then you have this. How many saw this? Done deal. Church of England votes to bless and affirm same-sex civil marriage. So the Church of England now, they're going to accept and affirm same-sex marriage. Well, you might say, well, pastor, well, what's wrong with that? Well, biblically speaking, sex outside of marriage, of marriage between, biblically speaking, men and a woman, it's sin. And people have those tendencies, but God wants to help them and, and forgive them. And, and it's sin, drunk, being drunk, drunkenness, sin. Sex outside of marriage, sin. Fornication, sin. But God has help for all of us. But we're told in the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And then Turkey and Syria, 20, the toll, the death toll is past 28,000 now. Terrible. 28,000. And they said it could be up to 50,000. So the, a 7.8 uh, earthquake hit Turkey and then Syria. Uh, I, I actually read in the uh, AP News that they're expecting possibly that India and Pakistan might have similar earthquakes. And uh, it's just terrible. But I, I find it interesting. Mark 13 says that not only are we going to have earthquakes, but they'll be in various places. We've always had earthquakes, but uh, things are getting intense. Then how many have been following this? So this is very interesting. U.S. closes airspace over Montana after, can we say that together? Unidentified objects discovered. <laughs> What's up with that? So all these unidentified objects are saying we're shooting down the balloon that was from, they think was from China, and so they're spying on us and all this kind of stuff. And I, I believe that they're possibly testing us, seeing if, you know, our readiness and all this stuff. But I find it interesting that now this whole thing, they keep saying it's unidentified object. And there's this fascination. If you notice, like never before, UFOs, right? I personally believe, not biblically, but personally I believe that's very possible, the strong delusion that's going to come when we're raptured, that they're going to say, well, see, those, those aliens, they beamed them up. <laughs> those haters. It's just interesting. Just, it's, all these other things are all coming together, but this is coming together. Isn't it interesting when you see the, EF, the UFO movies? If, I don't, not that I watched them. Years ago, I did. But they, do you notice that they, when they have the UFOs, they, people get caught up and they get taken up? I think that's interesting. Just something to think about. Back in our text. Therefore, we also pray, Paul says, always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. We talked about that last week, so we won't talk about being worthy of the calling. And fulfill all the good, what? Pleasure of his goodness. What a contrast between the unbeliever and the believer, that God's pleasure, his goodness upon our lives, and the work of faith with what? The work of faith with the power of the Holy Spirit. God working through us as we trust him by faith, as we walk by faith and not by sight. And I don't usually do this, but I looked at the New Living Translation. I know it's paraphrased, but I, I like the way this reads. It's Paul's praying for them, and he says, may he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. The reason why I like this, when the Lord prompts us by faith to do something and we trust him and we trust his word, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning, we, we realize the power of the Holy Spirit works in that. And many times the Lord will challenge us. Listen, and I, and I pray he does that with all of us because he's done that, this with me for many years. I pray that he takes you outside of your comfort zone. Why? Because now you have to rely more on him. 
and more on the leading of the Spirit, more on the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this, Lord. I know you call me to do this. And then you step out and do it, and then you watch him work. And what happens? I know what happens to me. I boast in him. I'm like, I can't believe what he just did. When's the last time that God's challenged you outside of your comfort zone? May 18th will be our 20-year anniversary that we started a work, started in Sunset Beach, the Women's Club, only to find out Sunset Beach never had a church in their history over 100 years, never a church. When we were called out, we were at Calvary Costa Mesa under Pastor Chuck Smith that was way outside of our comfort zone to come out here. Because uh, they, when I talked to Pastor Chuck and others that were there, they were saying, well, maybe you should be part-time here, at least to pay the bills, and you can have a salary and part-time salary. And I was like, that sounds great. That's awesome. But then the Lord spoke to my heart, drop the nets, trust me by faith. And my wife was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm positive. I know what God's saying. And he used a verse to show me the ones that are here right now under Pastor Chuck Smith, they're being fed very well, but there's some that have gone astray in this area. I want to go get those. And I basically said, okay, Lord, I'm going to step out by faith. I know it's you. That was 20 years ago, May 18th. And can I tell you, God has worked by his Holy Spirit in such powerful ways. We've been able to watch lives transformed, marriages healed, people being delivered from drugs and pornography and all kinds of crazy things. God's power at work, watching him work. Just recently, a gentleman named Bob, he lives locally on the harbor here. COVID scared him so much, he didn't go to church the whole time, about three years. He was afraid to go out of his house. One day he talked into his phone, Siri, where's the closest church? <laughs> Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't talk anything like that. But. <laughs> and he showed up. And recently he came to me, he says, I want to let you know something. Being here has totally transformed my entire life. The Lord is working in my life. And he's not walking by fear anymore. He's walking by faith. Allow the Lord to continue to challenge you. Trust when you walk by faith that he'll be with you. He'll, but make sure, confirm it's God. Don't go on your feelings. Don't go on your emotions. Go regard, you know, spend time in the word of God, time in prayer, and he'll confirm to you his will. And when he confirms his will, most of the time I find in my own personal life, again, repeating myself, it'll be way outside of my comfort zone. I, I've shared this before. When they asked me to do the announcements at the church when I was in Michigan, but 27 years ago or so, I said, no, why? I was fearful. I didn't want to get up in front of people. And it challenged me. You know, if I said no and I did not obey the word of the Lord and, and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I would still be sitting in a pew which is fine, but it wasn't God's will for me. He, I was, the challenge went out, and the Lord says, I'll be with you. Don't fear. Maybe there's someone here today that the, God, that the Lord is challenging you. Just step outside of that comfort zone of yours. Remember at our scripture reading, Psalm 62, as we read, it says, God has spoken once, twice, you've heard this, that what? Belongs to God. He is the source of power. Power belongs to God. God is the source of power. Most of us have these things, right? Cell phones, most of us. Yesterday, its power totally ran out and it was useless. It was dead, totally useless. People wanna text me, sorry, didn't, can't get your text. Wanna call someone, sorry, I, I can't do anything. It, totally useless, why? Because it had absolutely no power left. I have to plug this in every night 
And if I forget to plug it in at night, I'm in trouble the next day unless I bring a cord with me, a power source with me, right? Guys, we're exactly the same way. Apart from him, we can do nothing. He's our power source. Power belongs to God. And as we're, as we're continually, we're just like, the, you know, if you will, a cell phone. We, we need a power source. And so, men, so, so often we can be, as, you know, as Christians, be like a powerless cell phone, just like, okay, you need to know Jesus. It's like, well, there's nothing there. Why? Because the power belongs to God. God gives us the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do his will, to direct us, to fill us, to give us his love poured into our hearts for the lost. And it's all by him. It's not by our might nor by our power, but it is by his spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen? Before Jesus was taken up from the earth, after he was with his disciples for 40 days, after the resurrection, he appeared to his disciples for 40 days. And then the last thing he said before he left recorded in Luke chapter 24. And basically two major things he said to them, go share the gospel, but don't do it until you're empowered. Go share the gospel, but wait for the power. Listen, that was the last words he spoke to his disciples before he was taken up into heaven, the very last words. So we find it in Luke 24, verse 46, and he said to them, thus it's written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. He's talking to his disciples. And that repentance and remission of sin should be what? He's reminded them. Repentance, forgiveness of sin. You need to preach that. That's his last words. They're marching orders, if you will. The Great Commission, if you will, right? Preaching the name to all nations, beginning right where you're at. In Jerusalem, that's where they were. You begin right there. That's what we should do. Begin at home. I find people, oh, God's called me to be a missionary. I'm going to go across the side. Would you even share with people around you? Well, no, no. I'm called over there. I don't know. I don't really like talking to people around here. I've had that happen before. Are you kidding me? No, start where you're at. Right? And then it goes on. Wait a second. And you are what? Of these things. So are we. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Do you know what the promise of the Father is? The Holy Spirit. I'll pray the Father, Jesus said, and he'll send the, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. He shall be with you and he shall be in you. That's the, the promise of the Father that he will, he will empower us to be witnesses. But tarry, wait, in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed. That means clothed with, can we say it? Power from on high. So wait until you're empowered, but I want you to go out and witness. That's very simple. That's the last words. How do we know that? Because as he's speaking, check this out. So it says, and he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he did what? He blessed them. Please get the, this, this picture here. This is what happened. Just before Jesus goes up, he said, hey, go out and be witnesses. Don't go out until you're empowered. Let people know that I want to forgive their sins. I want to set them free. I had to suffer to take away their sins. And he starts blessing them. And I check out this picture. As he's blessing them, while he's blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into where? Is that awesome or what? He's like, you know, telling them these things. He's blessing them, blessing them. And all of a sudden, whoa, they're like, whoa, he's going. And I just get this picture and I pray that we can go back in time and see the DVD on this, okay? I'm crazy enough to believe we can, but this would be great. Wouldn't you love to see this as he's blessing them? He's just being, he's just going up into the air and he just keeps blessing them. And they're looking up, they're like, yeah. What did he tell us to do, guys? Go preach the gospel, okay? All right, let's go. No, 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 remember, wait for the power. Wait for the power. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. He'll clothe you with the power of his Holy Spirit because it won't be you that's speaking. It's, it's as if God through you, 
will speak that all men should be reconciled to God. It's not a suggestion, everybody. It's a commandment. It's a commission. We're his disciples. We know the risen Lord. He set us free. He's given us his Holy Spirit. Wait on him, morning by morning, wait on him. Be empowered by his Holy Spirit. Go out and preach the gospel. As we close, faith with power, rely on the wonderful, wonderful power of his Spirit in your life. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.